This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a terrific football Tuesday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet, and it is you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be on with our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. If you're watching us on Stadium, we appreciate you very much. We got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. Our friend Pete Prisco will join us in 20 minutes. The great Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. We'll talk with Pete about Jacksonville's loss last night to the Cincinnati Bengals. His expectation as to when we'll see Trevor Lawrence back in action at quarterback for the Jaguars and the entire slate coming up week 14 in the National Football League. America's college football insider Brett McMurphy will join us next hour on the show from the Action Network. We'll talk bowl season with the great Brett McMurphy. Kind of like, are there, are there any bets we should be jumping on now? Do we expect players to be hitting the transfer portal? And, of course, the two national playoff semifinals with Michigan and Bama, Texas, and Washington. We'll also continue our handicap week 14 of the National Football League. We'll touch on... Jake Browning and the resurgent Bengals against the Colts. That's coming up later this segment. We'll touch on the Browns and the Jaguars, probably without Trevor Lawrence. The Cowboys and the Eagles and a certified banger on Sunday Night Football from Big D. And the Monday Night Football doubleheader. The Dolphins and the Titans. The Packers and the Giants will be starting. It's a Tommy DeVito baby for the third consecutive game. So a great two hours coming your way here on Stadium. And then in the final hour of the show, the Power Hour, Matt Moore stops by from the Action Network. All of his NBA bets coming up for tonight. And uh, our bets for tonight as well. National Hockey League, NBA in-season tournament, and college basketball. So a lot to do here over the course of the next three hours. But Ken, as always, when, uh, when a week ends in the National Football League, don't you feel like, and you the person watching and listening right now, don't you feel like it's important that we hold accountable the losers, the haters from the week that was in the National Football League? The good news I'm here to do that for everybody right now. And when and I will have a temptation to do it for Christian Kirk for the Jaguars since I lost my bet last night, but we won't do that. Hope Christian Kirk is back in action soon here for the Jacksonville Jaguars with that core injury he suffered. We'll roll through every single game from the NFL in Week 13, and the people who cost us bets, the people that are the biggest losers from these games. With this edition, Jake Hassan of He's a Slap. start on Thursday night. Cowboys and the Seahawks. Doesn't it feel like that game was played like a month ago? Cowboys and Seahawks last Thursday night. What a game. Dak Prescott slinging it. Geno Smith slinging it. You know what the biggest loser was from that game? Do you remember the TV show The Biggest Loser? I never watched it, but I know it was a show when people like lost a lot of weight and apparently... Someone was telling me that, like, after the show, the people, like, that lose all the weight, like, they all, like, put the weight back on because they're not, like, in, like, a like a camp anymore to lose weight, not work, exercise, like, nine hours a day. That sucks for them. Anyway, the biggest loser, not just Week 13 in the National Football League, in life, 
Jamal Adams for the Seattle Seahawks. This clown, the form, former Jet safety Joe, the only good thing Joe Douglas has ever done as a Jets general manager was trading this clown to the Seahawks for two first-round picks. Not only does Jamal Adams get get burnt by Jake Ferguson, not even like Travis Kelsey, not Sam Laporta, not Mark Andrews, not Dalton Kincaid, gets burnt by Jake Ferguson a couple times on Thursday night. Ferguson joined with Jamal Adams, who you remember for the Monday Night Football game against the Giants earlier this year, gets concussed and screaming at like the independent like like neurologist on the sideline. You know, because this guy's an absolute clown and he's got a, a screw loose and he's a phony and that's what everyone in the Jets media has been saying about Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams has the gall, the temerity, because he's a jerk to go after one of the Jets beat writers who dared to criticize him on social media by literally posting a picture of the guy with his wife with the headline, yikes. Like, that's the tweet that this guy sent out. And then goes on a Twitter tirade saying, actually, I don't care about any of you. I don't care about any of this. Hashtag Prez. You know you're cool when you give yourself a nickname. Should impeach this moron. Impeach the Prez. Also, if you're the type of guy that has to tell everyone how little you care while you're responding to everybody, chances are... You care. You stink. Like you might be a pro athlete and you might have a lot of money, but you're a loser and no one likes you and you're a jerk. Who would want to be friends with this guy in real life? Jamal Adams, absolute clown, the biggest loser and the biggest slap in the, in the National Football League this season. We'll move on to Sunday's games. Chargers and the Patriots in New England. You know what the slap is from this game? You. If you bet the over, imagine talking yourself into that one. Oh, it's really low. Oh, they got Justin Herbert, the Zap Man's quarterback for the Patriots. Oh, oh, baby. Yeah, Bailey Slappy, quarterback in the Patriots. He's a slap, and so are you. Six nothing final score. How'd you feel about that game, idiot? Underbetters, geniuses, overbetters, absolute slaps. Cardinals and Steelers in Pittsburgh. You know who the loser is in this game? Mother Nature. Some of us just wanted to watch this football game. I wanted, I, I, we have bets on this game. We got player props on this game. I got fantasy going on in this game. Two, two lightning delays? Like one wasn't bad enough? Two, two, one, two lightning, two lightning delays in this game? Hey, Mother Nature, take the Sunday off. We're good on you. Mother Nature slap from the Cardinals and the Steelers. Colts and the Titans. I feel kind of bad about doing this because we're piling on a little bit. But, man, did anyone watch the Titans special teams this past weekend? So bad. I'm not even going to say the guy's name because I can't remember it. Like, like Craig Ackerman or something. Anyway, sounds like a CPA. Craig, the guy gets fired, the Titans special teams coach. And remember, imagine asking the guy, oh, like, oh, you got you, you lost your job. Like, what happens? Like, were there, you know, how bad were the special teams? Oh, well, you know, well, we had back-to-back punt, punts blocked. It was actually really brutal. Oh, is that it? No. Our, our punt coverage was so bad that our punter literally had his leg exploded because we didn't cover the gunner that came in. So not only did you lose the game because of the special teams, but poor, like, Riley Stonehouse or whatever his name is have extensive rehabilitation because you can't cover guys coming in to block the punt. I feel bad because he got fired. Also, not great at his job. Slap. Craig Ackerman, whatever his name is. Texans and the Broncos. Russell Wilson. The whole handicap, Russ. The whole handicap, why we like you in the game, why we like the Broncos, because you're not supposed to turn it over, and C.J. Stroud does. What happens in the game? Three interceptions. Final play of the game on offense for the Broncos does this great Matador routine, like escapes coverage, and I'm watching the game thinking like, oh my God, we got a chance here. Hey, Russ, it's like you're like, like 16 for Russ in the league. Why are you rushing it? Russ, Broncos country, let's lose. What a jerk. Russell Wilson, slap. Uh, 
Saints and Lions. Just think that Derek Carr and Dennis Allen suck. I have nothing more to add. They're both slaps, and we'll see if Derek Carr ends up playing this weekend. Falcons and the Jets. How can it not be Bobby Sala? Hey, 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 Rob. Hey, Robbie. Like, what What was the point of starting Tim Boyle in this game if you're gonna, literally going to release him two days later? You know that Trevor Simeon's the better option. I love that everyone in New York now is now like, you got to go back to Zach. Like, did I miss something here? Like, everyone was calling for Zach Wilson to get benched a couple weeks ago, and now that he wasn't benched, now it's so, it's so much worse that we got to put Zach back in? Are people nuts? Are you absolutely nuts? So Sala... Who like, yeah, Timmy's gonna he calls him Timmy, like it's hockey. Oh, like 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 oh like what's called Messi a Messi. Oh wait, we got Timmy's gonna start. Really? And then he's so bad you bench him for Trevor Simeon, and then you cut Tim Boyle. Robert Sala, too much time dying his beard. He's got just it looks so natural, no one can tell, except for everybody. Not enough time getting your offense coached up. Robert Sala, big time slap. Dolphins and the commanders. Yo, know the loser in this game? If you bet on the Washington Commanders. Miami, easy money. If you bet Washington, sorry for you. Also, you're kind of a slap. Panthers and the Buccaneers. Man, I feel like I'm the loser here because I got PTSD back to week two. Panthers and the Saints when Bryce Young does nothing the entire game and then they score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion to push my bet. Same thing happens again this week. Hey, Bryce, if you're going to be bad, just be bad. Be bad the whole game. He's also like he's like the greatest two-point conversion quarterback apparently in NFL history. Can't do anything else right, but when it comes to the two-point play, the guy's Tom Brady. Bryce Young, jerk, and also a slap. Niners and the Eagles. Honestly, I'm the idiot here. I took three points with Philadelphia. Nothing more to add. Browns and the Rams. The Browns defense with Jim Schwartz. Hey, hey guys, like you want to be called an elite defense, one of the best defenses we've seen in 15 years? Maybe don't let the Rams score 30-plus points on you. Like, Joe Flacco, sure, threw the interception at the end of the game. Also, he came off the street and threw for 250 on the Rams' defense on the road. Browns' defense, big-time slaps. Chiefs and the Packers, great officiating in the final minute of the game. I mean, got the roughing call on Mahomes. Like, Marquez Valdez-Gantling gets, like, stone-cold stunnered on that final pass. No pass interference. No big deal. All good. Travis Kelsey gets the clothesline from hell in the end zone on the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Eh, we're not going to throw the flag. No problem here. The referees are absolutely terrible. Also, we all then watched every play of Jake Browning against the Jaguars on Monday Night Football, but the referees were definitely slaps. And then we go to Monday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Bengals, where, you know, a lot of people like this Jaguars defense. I started them in a couple fantasy leagues thinking, oh, they're definitely going to play well, right? With the other Josh Allen and Trevon Walker and company, and then they get torched and make JB look like JB. Jake Browning look like Joe Burrow. So how do you think they feel about Trevon Walker? Took him number one overall because he's got long arms. Think they wish they took Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau or Derek Stingley or Sauce Gardner? When was the last time anyone heard anyone say the name Trevon Walker? Seems like a pretty bad pick, number one overall, for a bad Jaguars defense because they're slaps. Uh, I guess that's it. We just ran through all the games. I think I'm the biggest slap for betting the Eagles, plus three, honestly. <laughs> Also, like, screw Jamal. What a jerk Jamal Adams is. I hated that last week. All right. So there you have it. Pretty crazy. But can I give you a uh, can I give you a market update? I don't want to do the weather games. We'll do those tomorrow because we'll know more about weather tomorrow. We'll have to do them a little bit today because we're we'll, we'll do a couple of them. But like overall, there's there's gonna be a lot of really bad weather. Uh, the Jets with the beard dying Robert Sala taking taking a bunch of money right now <laughs> so te- texans now down to five in a few places in that game 
uh, some five and a halfs on the board. There are no longer sixes. They don't exist anymore. Uh, this game opened six and a half, by the way, for people who are curious with Houston on the road. Kind of interesting. Don't know if that's a... Uh, I don't think that's like anything... Because the only quarterback news was the Rippin thing, right, today? There wasn't anything else that was like concrete or would make you like the Jets more? Um, do you, how do you explain I guess if... I, I, it probably, they're going back to Zach. Probably. Back to Zach. How nice. Yeah, so that's just great. I, I like. Am him. I am I off base here? That like everyone's calling. Well, you got to go back to Zach now. Like he gives them the best chance to win. Does he? He's. he's Did people horrendous. watch the games? They went like he, four I, games without a touchdown, and he quarterbacked all of them. I I I think it's Simeon, and it's not even close. Gives them the best chance to win. And like, look, like Simeon's bad. Like I'm not saying Simeon's good, but like you, yeah, you can't put the Zach back here. in there. And yeah, it can't just be keep spinning the roulette wheel with a new guy. Yeah. It can't be ripping it's, after it's the way he played. Like he was so bad, the Rams cut him two days after they started him in Lambeau against Green against the Packers. You can't start Brett Ripon. Yeah. To me, this is Zach playing, and like I, I guess, I guess there's interest in Zach Wilson. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have anything else to offer. I just thought it was interesting. The Jets got bet. Uh, anything got else? Right. I saw like one, one other interesting move in the NFL that's escaped. Oh, oh, and the uh, oh, the the Steelers, the Patriots got better. Now that's back up to six. I saw that came off six earlier today. Uh, yeah, so that that game still six at MGM, still six everywhere. Uh, the Ravens are like really more like seven and a half than seven now against the Rams. That's like half seven and a half, half sevens. Um, Cowboys, I think are gonna. We haven't done that game yet. I think they're gonna stay. Like three and a half, really, in the market. I don't know if anything else sidewise. I don't think any else. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll do Colts Bengals here in a second. Like that side changed as a result of last night's game and how well Browning played. Yeah, and then the biggest thing when we do these games, there's going to be like six games impacted potentially by severe weather. Uh, if you're thinking like, "Wow, I should go bet the unders in those games," you're five points too late in some situation. I mean, it's just the totals have plummeted in a bunch of these games, and they're going to keep going down as we get closer, because as we get confirmation that the weather is really going to be that bad, you'll see the totals drop more. But like, you're you're not first, you're not second, you're not third on any of this stuff, and now it's like, well, what if it's not bad? Because you look at a game like Colts-Bengals, total's been bet down three points, two and a half points. It's a, it's a Shane Steichen over game, and Browning's competent. Like, if there isn't weather in that game now, like, what's the right? That would have been an over banger if that game was not being taking place in Cincinnati on Sunday. And now weather is kind of stalling, I feel like, uh, handicaps of a lot of these games because there may not be a lot of downfield passing. I, I, I'm i hoping, at least in that game, that we get, like, the weather clearing because I would love to bet a hashtag Shane Steichen over in that yeah. game. I kind of want to root for Browning, Browning over. to score points. I I. I, I feel like he's going to play. I have no reason to believe he won't. Like, I don't think he's going to play as well as he did. Like, plays as well as he did last night, then, like, he should be. They, 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 some other team should sign him. Like they can win the Super contract. Bowl. They can win the Super yeah. Bowl if he plays like he did last night. I don't think that's going to happen. But I certainly think, like, they, they can get over, like, a low total like this if the weather is okay, especially on the flip side with, like, the, 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 the frenetic pace that the Colts play at running a billion plays a game. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, so uh, just the, the cities, I think that people probably know we're impacted by weather, but like worth checking these games, checking the forecast, Cleveland, and we'll do the full updates with it move tomorrow. Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati, uh, maybe the Giants game, Chicago is the other big one. Um, I think that's it. And then Pittsburgh Thursday night, you're just going to kind of have to like monitor a little bit too. I, I feel like just on that Lions-Bears game, like everyone, everyone likes Chicago. 
I'm I'm looking forward to laying like a cheap three with the Lions oh, yeah? on Sunday in that game. Yeah, we're oh, big yeah. time contrarian Detroit yeah. in that game. Yeah, I love that. On the other side, Pete Prisco joins us from CBS Sports, breaking down the Jaguars' loss last night and everything coming up week 14 in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. This was a scary sight last night. You bet on the Jaguars. Futures bets on the Jaguars. You're a Jaguars fan. Lawrence tried to get up, falls down, slams the uh, the turf or the grass or whatever. Just a, a bad scene. And then they lost the game. <laughs> Going from bad to worse. Lawrence, high ankle sprain per Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. I mean, like, wouldn't declare Lawrence out for Sunday's game against the Browns. I, I, I would be pretty surprised if he played, but I mean, I guess crazier things have happened. Pete Prisco will join us in just a second to talk the Jaguars and everything else happening in the National Football League. But coming up in 20 minutes from now, Ken and I will continue our initial handicap of Week 14 in the NFL. We'll touch on the Browns and the Jaguars, the Colts and the Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, Titans, Packers, Giants still to come as well. Brett McMurphy from the Action Network joins us next hour talking bowl season in college football. But joining us right now, the F mentioned the great Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. You can read his work on CBSSports.com. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ, and you've got to be following him on Twitter. He's ornery, and he's hilarious, at Prisco CBS. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 14 in the NFL to you and yours, my friend. It's amazing how fast it goes, isn't it? I mean, my gosh, this thing rips through, and here we are. It's uh, Week 14, and we only have five weeks left. It's incredible. Five weeks left, and and already had like two dozen quarterback injuries. It feels like, and it's just been it's kind of been the story of the season. Pete, and obviously the latest one was last night with with Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like Nick and I were kind of talking in the first hour. Like, all right, what what about this week? You know, Doug Peterson says it's possible. Eh, maybe not. When would we see him again? What would his kind of like mobility be? What percent do you think he'd be the rest of the season? What's your best get? No, you're kind of plugged in with the Jags. I'm sure you thought about it. I'm sure you have an opinion here. How long do you think Lawrence is out? Do you think there's any chance we see him on Sunday against Cleveland? No way. No way he plays this week. Not, not with a high ankle sprain. No way. Um, you know, if it was a normal ankle sprain, you'd say, okay, maybe you tape it up and you go out and you play, but not with a high ankle sprain. I, I think he's a couple weeks, which doesn't help them because their schedule the next two weeks is the tough part of the schedule, and then it softens up. Then you have, you know, three games uh, against – you get Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Tennessee to close out the season. So uh, if it was flipped, I think it would be better for him, but obviously it's not. Can they win at Cleveland with C.J. Beathard? possibly it's not like Cleveland's dynamic on offense either. So, um, you know, it, it's a bad situation, but more than that, the other things let them down last night. The defense was atrocious. I mean, that, that, that was an awful performance for a defense and they had played okay this year. They weren't great, but they turned the ball over and they got after the quarterback. They were terrible against the run last night, which is something that's been a strength for them. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, they can't run the ball. The center is bad. He, he's six foot five. He's too big to play the position. He doesn't get low. He gets high. And they can't run the ball. So you add it all up, it's not a good combination, even with Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, so Pete's saying he thinks Lawrence will miss a couple games. That would be this, this week, obviously, in Cleveland against the Browns and then at home against the Baltimore Ravens. So, Pete, that'll take me to the next question. And, and, and you can answer this question in pencil, right, until we find out exactly how long Lawrence is going to be out. The Colts and Texans play each other in Week 18. They're both obviously within striking distance of the Jaguars atop the AFC South. If I ask you right now, who wins the division? Who wins the AFC South? The Jaguars, the Colts, or the Texans? Who do you got and why? Jacksonville, because I think the last three games are 
are winnable and they have a game up on both of them. Even if they tie, they have the tiebreaker against them. So uh, I think I think Jacksonville will still win the division, but uh, and I think Texans are going to get in. I, I think the Colts are going to fade. You know, that game this week, we thought, okay, the Colts are riding a little high. They're on a little run here, and they go to Cincinnati. who doesn't have a quarterback. They should win that. Well, now all of a sudden, that game has become a lot tougher, the way Browning played. I'm not going to say he's going to play like that every week, but they can score because they get the ball to the playmakers, and those guys can make things happen. So uh, I, think, I, I do think Jacksonville still wins the division, and I do think the Texans make the postseason. Well, Pete, let's let's keep kind of playing out the AFC playoff picture here just a little bit. We can talk about obviously some other games and the Niners and and maybe the rest of the NFL kind of kind of picture here. But all right, well, let's put Jacksonville in as the AFC South winner. You said you think it's really like he Houston gets one of the wild card spots. I mean, it's really a mess after that. Like, if you want to put Houston into one of those spots, great. Also, now it's Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Indianapolis, who it sounds like you're not as big of a fan of. Is it is it Buffalo? Is it the Broncos, who play the Chargers a couple times here in the next few weeks? Like, who would your six and seven be if we put Houston into that five spot? Well, I think, I, I, look, one of those teams in the uh, north is going to make it. I think whether it's Cleveland or Pittsburgh, one of them will make it. I, I don't know which one. Whatever one can survive the ugliness of their offense will probably be the one that makes it. Um, and I, I think the team to keep an eye on is Buffalo. And, and that sounds crazy, but they play Kansas City this week. Kansas City isn't playing great football right now. That's a winnable game. They play Dallas at home, which is definitely – we saw what – Seattle did throwing the football against that Dallas defense the other day. And, and then they have a soft part of the schedule before they play Miami. And the question becomes at the end of the season, will Miami need the game for A, seeding, or B, anything else? And so the schedule really kind of favors Buffalo. I thought they should have beat the Eagles. We, we, I, I imagine you guys felt the same way. And so I think that they're the team that, A, nobody wants in either, by the way. You'd rather play the Colts, the Broncos, the Texans, any of them rather than Buffalo in the postseason. So if you're a, if you're an AFC playoff team, you hope like heck that the Bills don't become that team that doesn't get in. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken on a terrific football Tuesday talking the National Football League with our friend Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Pete on Twitter at Prisco CBS. Pete, not ask unless you'd like to tell us like who you're going to vote for right now if the season ended today, who you'd vote for for NFL Most Valuable Player. But before we get to the games, just like a thought here on on this market where Dak and Brock Purdy are the co-favorites right now at BetMGM at plus 300. Jalen Hurts up next, plus 400. Mahomes, Tua, Lamar. Tyree Kills now 14-1. to 1. Just like, how how do you view the MVP market, Pete, ahead of Week 14 in the NFL? Obviously, a lot of high-leverage games coming up this week, most notably Sunday night with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and I think if Dak Prescott continues to play the way he's playing and Dallas continues to win and maybe even ends up with you know, they're not going to probably end up with the one seed, but they could. Uh, I think they beat the Eagles this week. And, and I think Dak Prescott, in my mind right now, should be the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, he's been outstanding. And all the criticism, and you're usually one of them, of Mike McCarthy, you guys are eating your words this year because Mike McCarthy's done a hell of a job with that offense. Well, until that the playoffs, Pete, to uh, be fair. Well, I mean, he did win a Super Bowl once upon a time. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> he did. You know that. Had a pretty right? good quarterback. Mike McCarthy's a better. Mike McCarthy's a better coach than people give him credit for, and, and he's done a heck of a job with Dak Prescott this offense. So I'd probably lean to Dak Prescott, particularly if they win this week. But, you know, the, it's a quarterback award, Nick. We know that. The MVP in Miami is Tyreek Hill, but you can't say that really because they wouldn't be the same team if two was not in the lineup. They probably wouldn't be the same team with Tyreek Hill, but 
you have to have the quarterback. So that's why it's a quarterback award. That's why they give out the, you know, the greatest, the most valuable offensive player, and that would be our offensive player of the year, and that would be Tyreek Hill. He's been outstanding. I don't think uh, he's going to win the award, but you could make a case for him. Pete, I'm curious, and you already kind of gave us the thought that you think the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles. They're like a three, three and a half point favorite on Sunday night football. The Niners come off that Eagles game and they they host Seattle. Obviously, the Niners had no trouble with Seattle on Thanksgiving night in Seattle. This is a really big point spread. Everybody kind of exited that Philly San Francisco game. I think thinking the same thing, saying the same thing. It's been kind of like all over television, podcasts, whatever. Okay, the Niners are the best team. Like, I, I, all right, now I'm okay with it. Like, they're they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, they should be the favorite. They're the most likely team to win. Do, uh, do you feel that way too? Are you going to be a little more open minded toward other teams coming back into play, or is it like San Francisco draw a line, everybody else? Well, I think right now they're the clear favorite uh, in the NFC. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, they, they can do everything. They can run it. Uh, they can throw it. They they can play good defense. They can rush the passer. Um, but there are flaws. I mean, the right side of the offensive line, not very good. It's been a weak spot all year. Uh, so, you know, you, you can take advantage of that a little bit. I think if you block them, you beat them. I don't think they're great in the secondary. So there are flaws, uh, but right now they're the favorite. And I, I picked them before the year. That was my pick. I picked, you know, them against Jacksonville. And up until last night at about uh, 10 o'clock, that looked like it might be a decent pick because they could have got the one seed. Uh, but I, I think that 49ers are the most complete team. I do think that they, their flaws may show up at times. And, and the other thing that we don't know is how will Purdy play when, you know, it's time to do it in the fourth quarter. Because there's been moments where he hasn't been great in that situation. So we have to see how that plays out. Niners Jaguars and the bulky ball potentially in the Super Bowl, which I know everyone would be would be really excited for. So you give us your thought there on the NFC, Pete. San Francisco is the favorite. The three Titans right now, I guess I shouldn't use that word because it's the Tennessee Titans, but the three behemoths right now in the AFC, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. We could talk about Kansas City's game against Buffalo. Uh, which team do you think is the best out of those three teams right now in the American Football Conference? I'd still lean to the Chiefs. You know, Miami Miami has to prove that they can beat a team with a winning record. I mean, that that's important. They have to show they could do that. Um, they haven't done it yet. Um, but the Chiefs' offense has been the problem, and we know at some point it's not going to be the problem because they're going to get it going. Uh, they will get that pass game going. It hasn't been the same as it's been in recent years. But the good news is the defense has been, uh, and that's, that's the good news because, in fact, the defense is probably better than it's been at points. So – I would say Kansas City's the best of those three teams. Pete, who do you uh, who do you think is going to start for the Jets at quarterback this week? And and would you ever take the five five and a half points against Houston? I would take the five five and a half because I think their defense will play well. Um, I think they'll keep it within the number, um, no matter who plays quarterback. Because it doesn't matter who plays quarterback; they all stink. I mean, it, it, they, their better best call to make would be to call Joe Namath out at 80, 80 years old. He might be better throwing the football than any of those guys. So. Um, but I do think the defense will keep them in the game. And the Texans are due for a little bit of a stinker, I think. So I, I, I think the Texans win the game, but I would take the 5-5 five, five and a half. All right. So, so, I mean, basically Joe Namath might start the game on Sunday. I think it'll be Zach Wilson, but we'll we'll see who uh, what Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and the real GM of the team Aaron Rodgers decide to do on uh, decide to do on Sunday. Pete, uh, you said you think the Chiefs are the best team. I tend to agree with you, right? But you also mentioned Buffalo as the team that no one wants to see, that the AFC like behemoths don't want to see come playoff time. If the Bills are going to make the playoffs, 
You think they got to win this game coming up on Sunday in Arrowhead. Kansas City less than a three-point favor. Kansas City a two-and-a-half point, two-and-a-half point favorite in the game. Totals 47-and-a-half. Who wins on Sunday in KC, the Chiefs or the Bills? That was a tough pick for me. I, I picked the Chiefs only because they're at home, but it wouldn't shock me to see uh, Buffalo win that game. Uh, and I do think they keep it really close, like a one-point game, so I'd probably take the points. Um, I think it'll be a higher-scoring game. The weather's supposed to be decent on Sunday. No no wind, so those two guys can rip it. Um, but, again, Buffalo loses on Sunday. They can still make the postseason by winning the last four. And, and that means beating Dallas at home, and then you have to see what the last game is against Miami if Miami needs it. And if they win the last four, I think they would get in. But uh, ideally, they win the next two. They probably do get in. So it's an important game for them, obviously. And, and Kansas City, if they want any hope to have the one seed, I think they need to win the game on Sunday. Pete, we haven't talked about either of the, the Monday night football games yet. Maybe get your thought on kind of like the bottom of the NFC playoff picture. The Packers off two really, really good performance. Beat Detroit, beat Kansas City. Like, doesn't get a whole lot better than that, honestly. Now almost a full touchdown road favorite against the Giants. Uh, we found out Tommy DeVito is going to start for the Giants in that game. Kind of like different situation than we've had the Packers in the last couple weeks. Laying a touchdown, they're now a big price to make the playoffs to more than minus 200 to make now and get one of those last spots. Do you think the Packers make the playoffs? What do you make of that game here in about a minute? You know, I thought they would make the playoffs before the season, Then, uh, and I thought Jordan Love would actually be a good quarterback after spending time there with them. Uh, and he got off to such a slow start that I'm, I revisited it and thought, okay, now maybe I was wrong about it, but I really wasn't. you got to go with your first instincts. I think that team's playing well. They're a bunch of young guys. They're growing up. They're getting better by the week. They still haven't had the full complement of uh, players at any one point on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Jones hasn't been there. Now Watson's dinged up. Uh, and then you go to defense, Alexander hasn't been there. So, yeah, I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Their schedule's favorable. I think they beat the Giants this week at Tommy DeVito. Uh, and I think that you look at their schedule, they have a big game at the end of the year with Minnesota. Aside from that, they have winnable games. I think their combined record's 20-40. and 40. So, yeah, the Packers are going to be in the postseason. So if the Packers make it right, then there's one other playoff spot, presumably in the NFC, Pete. Just to close here in like 30 seconds, it looks like that's going to be between three teams, right? I guess like you could throw the Saints in also, but also maybe not. Rams, Vikings, and Seahawks. Uh, who, who do you think the other team is at the bottom of the NFC playoff picture as of right now in about 30 seconds to close? I'm going to go with the Rams, and here's why. They'll lose this week to the Ravens, but their schedule is really favorable the next three weeks, and then they might and likely will get a 49er team at the end of the year that won't need the game and may rest guys, and so I think they have a shot to win that game. So I'm going to go with the Rams as the last playoff team. Pete, we appreciate it, man. Always a great job on the show on Twitter at PriscoCBS, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. My friend, uh, Pete is like under like house arrest this week, basically, with some work being done on his apartment, apparently, in Fort Lauderdale. Pete, is that true that you, you can't like leave your apartment for a couple days here? We got like 10 seconds. You can't go during the day if once you're in. So you got to go before a certain time and you got to come back after a certain time. And one last thing, Mike McCarthy's looking for you, Nick Costas. He's looking for you. And the best part about that is, like, when I worked at NFL Radio, we used to have McCarthy on the show. I, I, he's, like, the nicest guy in the world. I just think, like, in the big spot, maybe not the best coach. Pete, we appreciate it, brother. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Take care. Our pal Pete Frisco joining us here on You Better. You Better. Always love having Pete on the show. A lot of good stuff there. By the way, Pete votes for NFL MVP. Sounds like Dak Prescott, his favorite right now. On the other side, we continue our handicap of Week 14. We'll talk the Colts against Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Second and goal. Minshew going back that way. Enzo, touchdown! Ball game! Colts win! Michael Pittman does it! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. You know who that was on the call there on CBS this past weekend? Catalone. 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 The great Andrew Catalone with the call on CBS as the Colts come back to uh, to beat the Tennessee Titans uh, in overtime on a Gardner Minshew to Michael Pittman touchdown, which cost me uh, a bunch of money in fantasy football. But anyway, we'll talk about the Colts Bengals coming up in just a second. We'll get to the Browns Jaguars as well and the rest of the slate week 14, including the Eagles Cowboys Sunday night still to come. But we want to tell you about our show sponsor, the great people over at BetMGM. And BetMGM is the college football pick'em challenge. BetMGM giving existing sportsbook customers, that's me, might be you, you have a BetMGM account, which you should. Existing sportsbook customers get the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to twenty-five grand. Not chump change, $25,000 if you correctly predict the most bowl games against the spread. Log into your BetMGM Sportsbook account, go to the Promotions tab, click on the College Football Pick'em Challenge, complete and submit the entry, only one per customer. Selections can be made up until kickoff for each game. That'd be something if like, you could log on at like, halftime of a game and be like, oh, I'm going to take this side that's up 30 to nothing. Uh, selections can be made up until kickoff for each game. It's BetMGM's College Football Pick'em Challenge. Check it out today. Tomorrow, at some point before the bowl games start, for a chance to win $25,000. We'll talk college football bowl games with Brett McMurphy coming up next hour. But for now, we continue our handicap of Week 14 with P-squared, B-squared. Jake, please fade the music up. Great to have Jake the Snake back with us here on weekdays on You Better You Bet. And Ken, let's talk about this Colts-Bengals game coming up in Cincinnati, where the handicap has changed dramatically. We said it in hour one. Pete Prisco said it in the last segment with the way Jake Browning played last night for the Bengals looking like Joe Burrow. Indianapolis, Ken, is a one-point road favorite at Cincinnati. The total here is 40 and a half. And I know, like, we'll do more weather on the show tomorrow if you want to just quickly mention, like, where we're at there with the weather in this game. We can also. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Initial handicap here. Gardner Minshew in the 7-5 and five Colts at Jake Browning in the 6-6 six and six Bengals. Yeah, I mean, first thought is you've got uh, a Colts offense, which has been like prolific at times, despite the fact that Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, Shane Steichen. We've talked about betting overs in his games a lot. That's because they win a lot and uh, because they score a lot of points. So you've got like that passing attack and that offense. And then like what Jake Browning showed you last night, they're going to meet up in a game depending on where the game is played, that's that's all of a sudden like not maybe not the most exciting game, but a pretty interesting game, even for getting the playoff stakes, like there could potentially be a good amount of scoring in this game. Uh, and then you look at the forecast and it's like 25 mile per hour wins and precipitation. And you're just like, oh no, <laughs> like oh, this, might, this might be a disaster. Who knows what this is going to be? Total in the game has dropped two and a half, uh, almost three points now in some places, open 42 and a half. I think this is going to be in the high 30s. Uh, total not temperature uh, even by tomorrow when we do it moved and it's not that that has to be right again like it's only Tuesday just that like we're going to do a bunch of games like if you're going to especially if you're going to like props in these games or try to think about like if you're somebody who just likes to think through how you think the game is going to play out then this has to be just a monster part of your handicap if you're going to do you know think about these games so unfortunately that's what we have we haven't had it in almost any week now we got like six games this week where it's well what if no one can pass the ball then who wins Okay, well, that's a little bit different. That's going to be really different. Uh, so 
weather as part of your handicap, I think is a great starting point. The second thing would be, uh, this was going to be something like Colts two or two and a half prior to last night's game. So you might maybe listen to other podcasts, other content. If there is an attempt to make a case that like, oh, well, this is an overreaction to how well Jake Browning played. Actually, the market basically did nothing. Actually, nothing happened. Uh, this was a game that was Colts under three prior to last night. It's Colts under three right now. Like, and be, oh, well, it was two and now it's one. That's basically zero. It's basically nothing. So there really wasn't a reaction to how well Jake Browning played. And now you kind of have to be like, should there be? <laughs> like, should there be a reaction to how he played? And this, this is again, but then you go back to thing number one. Okay, maybe he's good. Also, this is the worst possible game to pass the ball downfield. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that he might be better than we think. It makes it very confusing. I've always thought of this game as kind of a coin flip spread under three. Colts a little more likely to win even before last night. I don't know if that's changed with the weather making things all kind of weird, basically. I This is going to sound like a crazy thing to say. I, I think I trust Steichen more than I trust most coaches to just try to figure stuff out, right? Versus a, a guy like Zach Taylor, who, who, to be fair, had a good game plan. Not a game I'm super interested in betting right now. As the total drops, if we do end up with like one and a half either way on the board, you're going to want to think a lot about teasing this game if the total is going to drop and there's not going to be any scoring. And that's going to be a handicap for a lot of the weather games. Yeah, and I'll just give you an initial thoughts here. If the weather's bad and if the weather's okay. If the weather's okay... I think this is a, a clear over game, and, and I'm sure like if we get a good weather report, the total is going to go up. Um, it opened 42 and think, a half, so that that yeah, gives like you I, an idea of like what the projection was prior to the weather. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I I I would like the over if that's going to be the number. Um, Tennessee kind of like has issues throwing the ball down the field, obviously, just like limited offensively with the personnel they have. Indianapolis's boundary cornerbacks are not good; they get slammed by most teams opposing receivers. If the weather's going to be okay, like Chase and Higgins can absolutely run wild. Think about like what Mike Evans did a couple weeks ago. I know the Colts won that game. Evans had a huge game. Think about like what Chase can do, what T. Higgins can do against this Indianapolis Colts secondary. That's like if the weather's passable. If it's not, Ken, I think I'm with you, where I would just trust Indianapolis more to like figure it out. And like I, Joe Mixon turned the clock back a little bit last night and like looked pretty good, and Chase Brown looked pretty good. Uh, I would trust Steichen and, and Zach Moss like to figure it out and win the game. So weather is bad. I think it's probably not definitely, but I think I'd pick Indianapolis to win. If the weather's going to be okay, I think it's like Cincinnati and the over. But we'll have to wait, I think, to get some get more on the weather in this game before we're able to have like yeah. a firm conversation. And like it's tough, right? Bets. We, we would have been really excited to bet the, even on like a 42-43 total, we would have been really excited to bet the over in this game. Do you agree uh, with me the, on Cincinnati? On liking the Bengals at like basically a pick and price, I if think the it's just going to be okay. I think it's just a lot of points, and since he will score, I agree with you on that. Like since he will score in the game, but we, we've seen Indian, Indianapolis kind of like take a lot of teams' best shot here and have a lot of teams put up a bunch of points, and they've still found ways to be competitive in the game. It's, I mean, we'll do Coach of the Year on Thursday. It's obviously like a high leverage game for for Shane Steichen. Like, and I said this last week, and I would just emphasize this again. There's this bizarre disconnect. Not in the betting market, there should be a difference in price, but like, I don't know if it should be this big of a difference. Houston and Indianapolis have the same record. One of them has CJ Stroud. The other one has Gardner Minshew. And like, they both have a chance to go to the playoffs. Now, Houston's a better team. They're rated better. They're more likely to win their games. So Ryan's can be a lower price to win coach of the year. But for like a several weeks now, and it's started compressing and narrowing, partly because we've been betting it, uh, Ryan's and Steichen, it's it's a little bit of the Spider-Man meme. I said this like three weeks ago, too, that they had the same record. Like, just 
if we get down to it and they play at the end of the season, people people are going to pick the guy who has Stroud, who might also have defensive rookie of the year with Will Anderson. Texans might be getting two awards already. This guy, how, what what awards are the Colts going to win? They got no good players. <laughs> like, how, how are they going to win anything? Are the Minshew going to win backup quarterback of the year? Like, there's just, there's Most nothing going on here. Owner. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Most yes. unhinged owner. Yes. Yes, he would. Yes, he would win all of those awards. The craziest social media account. So just, I think if we got down to it, like Ryan's is quite kind of like having a moment right now where everyone, and rightfully so, gushing about what a great coach he is. They, I mean, they really might win like ten games this year, which would be really crazy. Um, but I just, I think like save room for Steichen too is what I would say. Like I think both of them are great candidates to win the award. But obviously this game is going to go a long way to determining Steichen's candidacy. I, I love that you go and save room for Steichen like he's like creme brulee at the end of a dinner. Yeah. It's like they save room for creme brulee too. Why wouldn't you? I, I'm a big creme brulee guy. I feel like a lot yeah. of people don't like creme brulee. Creme brulee, you got to have like the perfect like caramelized like top where yeah. you, you kind of like poke through it with the fork. It's almost like oh, you're tapping like an eggshell. Like it's got to like, yeah. just like tap right into it. You get it. Oh yeah, get all that going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say, save room for Steichen. It's my favorite line on yeah. the show so far today. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Handicap in week 14 in the NFL. I'll tell you, like, let's let – can this just be like the one – and I guess, you know, then it would mean the Cleveland, Cleveland weather would be good because, you know, they're really close to each other. I would love for there to be good weather in this game and bet the over with it. might be my favorite bet of the week if we get it. The Bengals-Colts over. Uh, let's go to the other Ohio team, Ken, that will be hosting a game this weekend. And that is the Cleveland Browns. And like even as we're doing the show right now, I'm seeing just on my BetMGM odds board, the Cleveland's getting bet. Were the Browns almost out to Ken, a full three-and-a-half-point home favorite here? I think people are probably listening to the Pete Briscoe interview we just did where Pete's telling you, as plugged in with Jacksonville as anyone is, telling you no way Lawrence is playing on Sunday, which means it would be C.J. Beathard. Uh, I think even if DTR is back, I think this is Joe Flacco starting for Cleveland. Although I guess you could make the case if the win's going to be insane, then maybe like DTR is valuable because he can run and Flacco can't run. But that's a conversation for later in the week. Can the Browns now, in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite against likely C.J. Beathard and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the total is 31 and a half. Uh, thoughts here, Ken. Initial handicap, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Browns and Jaguars. There's, I, I have such like a strong subjective, like you first look at this market and then you look at the weather forecast and it's hard not to think like you have a team from Florida that's about to go play in, in misery, miserable conditions, like the worst weather you could imagine with a backup quarterback against a team whose identity is kind of like run the ball and play really good defense. Now it's funny because it was the the Pittsburgh Thursday night game, right? It was like week two, week three last season where there was terrible weather in the game. And normally when there's really bad weather, like play this out, there's really bad weather. What do you think the first thing that's going to happen in the in the markets for the game is? The total is going to drop because the projection will be there's less scoring. So the total will go down. Frequently when that happens, the spread in the game shrinks because like, okay, well, if there's not going to be a lot of points, that's less opportunity, less possessions, that's less opportunity for one team to blow the other team out. Might be a closer game. Like, you see that all the time, a side and total kind of move together, right? And the Browns played in a game last year where the total dropped due to weather, and the Browns got bet out massively because the idea is like their identity thrives in this situation. That was the handicap, is that their identity thrives in this situation. Is that, is that, I mean, they're playing a Florida team with a backup quarterback. Like, I'm I'm not surprised they're getting bet out, even if Lawrence is like, even if that's baked into this number already. 
I, I think this number might close like three and a half or four, honestly. I'm not saying they're going to win or cover. Just like, I think that's the direction we'd move to. As the weather gets worse, I think Cleveland only gets bet out more, honestly. Do you, do you want to bet the Browns now? I just think they're really likely to win. And I don't know if I want to lay this price with like Flacco as a favorite in a game. But I think they might be more likely to win this game than this price. I, I, on, on the other side, to start hour number three in the show, I'll ask you, like, if you want to bet the Browns, would you rather, and like, in normal situation, Flacco is the answer. If the win's going to be crazy, maybe DTR is actually the right answer here. We'll talk yeah, about mobile. this coming up to start next hour. More Week 14 in the NFL and a conversation with Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. 